Uh, yeah. Hi, Johanna. Good to hear your voice. I thought this week was temptation. Did we do temptation last week? The truth about temptation we did last week. Okay. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Dying grace at dying time. Um, I like that temptation one so much. I unconsciously probably wanted to talk about it again. Um, oh, first of all, let me do a little preview. Uh, right now, we have just started what we're calling the top 10 spiritual laws of nature. Uh, over the last several months, I've kind of been doing my top, not 10, but probably about 30, and now we're doing the top 10 as far as our listeners. Uh, the feedback they gave us, the ones that uh, they liked the most and thought were the most helpful. So um, look for that to be starting. And then after we do the top 10, we're going to switch gears big time, Johanna. Uh, we have been doing this program basically like it is for about 17 years. We're going to switch to something that I'm calling Deep Water. And deep water, are the, what it's meant to be is those times of life when uh, something's not working or, or something big happens that messes everything up. Or uh, two people who are both good people can't agree. We're going to talk about controversial issues. We're going to talk about gender issues. We're going to talk about uh, drugs and alcohol and sex. We're going to talk about... Um, racial issues, we're going to talk about divorce and getting your heart broken and uh, what to do when nothing seems to work. So uh, probably in a couple of months from now, uh, look out for deep water where we're going to take a break. We, we may come back to them now and again from the spiritual laws, but they will pretty much already be there, both in audio and in video. So Join us as we discuss these uh, real uh, controversial uh, issues of the day to start in a couple of months. Uh, dying Grace at Dying Time. Uh, a good friend of mine that I worked with for a long time shared this story with me. He was uh, at university. And their favorite professor, the favorite professor of everybody on campus and and you know, that that guy, I'm, I'm sure wherever you went to school, there was a guy or a gal that was like everybody's favorite. Well, this was that teacher, and he had been at that university a long time, but was still pretty young and contracted uh, cancer and, and had last stage cancer, only had a few months to live, and he chose to continue teaching even though he was in pretty excruciating pain every day. And after doing that for a while, and, and his students coming and asking, asking him, uh, why are you doing this? I mean, the last thing we want is for you to leave, but we know you're in horrible pain. And his response was, dying grace at dying time. That he, he was having more fulfillment and enjoyment from teaching than he had ever had before. And if he had thought about teaching in this kind of pain before, he would not have thought he'd have been able to do it himself. But that we get dying grace at dying time, which, which isn't just dying, that's what he said. What it means is you get the power 
the direction, the answers, the solutions at the time you need them in your life. What all of us would probably prefer is to have all those answers in advance and to have the power in advance. But that's not how it works. The way it works is we've got to step out on kind of weak limbs or broken limbs over and over and over, not knowing if we're going to have the power to sustain this, only to be given that power that's needed when it's needed. And I've seen this in my own life, and I've seen it in, in the lives of pretty much anyone I've ever known who has spoken about these issues that, you know, I wouldn't have thought I could do that either. But somehow I, I had the strength, I had the power, God gave me the power, or, or I started focusing on love and love gave me the power to go on or something like that. So don't necessarily look for the power, the answers, the solutions before you're anywhere close to that place. A lot of times you'll never get them that way, and if you're determined to have them before you start, a lot of times you'll never start, which of course means you never get there. But you do what you believe is right for you, uh, plan it as much as you can in advance, and then step right out on that weak or broken limb with confidence, and I believe you will be given the grace and the power, dying grace at dying time, to do what you need, to know the right choice, to make the right decision, to have the right things happen, as long as you stay in that place of love. Fear is what makes us want to jump out of it. As long as you stay in that place of love and keep putting one foot in front of the other. I believe you will always be given the power and solution you need when you need it, but probably not before. So that's it for me, Johanna. All right. So if any of you have any comments or questions regarding our special of nature this week, um, please raise your hand by pressing star 2, and I'm going to unmute your line so you can interact with Alex. And our first caller is from California, 166. Good to hear from you, Glenn. How you doing today? Doing great. Missed it. Missed it. You, you got you got off really quick last week, and I went, "Well, well where did he go?" It was, it was it was real quick. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, we love you. We, we love you. We want you on the call as long as possible. So, so when you dash, we're like, "Where where did he go?" Anyway. Uh, Great topic today. I'm wondering, uh, like your experience, you say when things, you know, when we go through tough times, or I, what, what do you call it? Um, well, deep waters. Yeah, dark, uh, uh, deep water, um, traumas, uh, times that something's got to change, times that we keep going down the line as far as we can go and we feel like we get to the end and it doesn't end up where we needed it to end up. Just those times in life when I need something to get through this. I see. Um, do, do you think, I, I, I kind of look at it as, as it, nowadays, I do 
I look at it is the uh, it's a part in life where there has to be some kind of transition where it's actually a gift from God in disguise. And um, when I look at it that way, it's easier to get through it than, than looking at it like, oh, no, why did this happen to me? It's bad luck. It's a victim thing. Do you, do you, do you kind of see a higher purpose in that, Dr. Alex? Yeah, yeah, I absolutely do. And, and as I've traveled around the world teaching for about the last 15 years, one of the questions I've asked a lot of groups is raise your hand if you've ever had something that you thought would be terrible, but when you get that got there, it didn't turn out to be as bad as you thought. And, and usually, the majority of people raise their hand. And then the second part of that is how many of you have had times in your life that you thought were awful at the time, but later down the line, looking back, you thought, you know what? That was exactly what I needed. Or if that hadn't happened, I never would have ended up here, which has been really important to me. Or I learned a lesson from that that's made the whole rest of my life better. So the conclusion for me is we don't always know what circumstances would be best for us in a given time. So the best place to live your life is just that, you know, the next 30 minutes in love and... and Whatever comes, I'm going to assume that's what's best for me and this time. And, and yeah, I agree with you, Glenn. For me, I, I, I believe it's always God. But if, you, but if you're a person who does not believe in Jesus or the spiritual, okay, well, love has a lot of power to do those things too. So you can think of it that way. Well, yeah, I, I believe that too. God is love. I, I try to love, but God is love. Now, here's one big question for me uh, that, that you could set some insight on. What is this process, this thought process in our head that's constantly trying to harass us, look at the negative, think that things are off, trying to lead us down constantly? Well, I think it's several things. First, first of all, it's our uh, programming from our ancestry and from the family that we grew up in to six or eight years of life. So, And, and the latest research on that is that about 50% of what we believe is true about our life from our memories is actually in error. 50%, half. So... The first thing is we're making decisions on bad data a lot of the time. I mean, what if you were trying to get uh, going on a trip and you had your map and all of a sudden, eight hours later, you're nowhere close to your destination and you called the map makers and they said, oh yeah, uh, there's a couple of parts in the middle there that we kind of got wrong. Sorry about that. Um, you know, that, that, that wouldn't fly so well. Um, but we do it in our life all the time. We're basing critical decisions on wrong information. Uh, so we always have to challenge that and say, well, wait a minute. Just because I had that thought, does that make it so? We also have a natural tendency to lean to the negative. It's called availability bias. And that there's just been a couple of best-selling books about it. And then... Uh, 
And then the third one is that our most ingrained programming of everything we have is to seek pleasure and avoid pain. That's our first instinct unless we totally retrain ourselves by choosing the spiritual. We are always going to think that way first. Because, it, I mean, we come out of the womb with that. And, and also all during our formative years. So love is, is many things. It's a, it's a noun, it's a verb, it's an adverb, and it, it's, it's all kinds of stuff, okay? But you have to choose it. It does not necessarily come natural, according to the natural laws of nature. What comes natural to, uh, to um, pain and pleasure is um, to get what I want. And that's, that's kind of the opposite of love. So um, I, I think we come pre-programmed for that, Glenn, and we have to choose the other program sometime in our life, or we'll always work on that program. I see. That makes, makes perfect sense. Uh, uh, Dr. Alex, could you, could you uh, maybe not now, you might not have it handy, but wherever you saw that, that data that says half of our thinking is messed up or inaccurate... Oh, that's in my book, The Memory Code. For me. That's in The Memory Code. So... If you have that book, it's in there with the citations and everything. If you don't, you can get it for 10 bucks at Amazon, I think. Sounds great. I, I, don't, I don't know the citation off the top of my head, or I'd tell you. Okay, okay, no problem. Dr. Ross, appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, have a great week, Glenn. Hey, Marilyn, how are you today? Oh, not too bad. Um, two questions. Yeah. Um, with this one, can you actually ask for grace for an emotion like love or humility? Absolutely. In fact, that, that's become a new favorite thing of mine, is instead of just like waiting to a crisis time or something and then praying for power or grace or whatever... Just every single day, if I'm in a situation, I've started saying, okay, um, I need to take out the garbage, and I don't really want to. Father, will you please give me some taking out the garbage grace for right now? And Marilyn, it is unbelievable. Now, now, when I say that, it sounds like the silliest thing anyone ever thought of in their life, okay? But it is uncanny to me. Almost no matter what I address like that, I, I will all of a sudden, I, I, like magic, be able to do it or as opposed to not do it or do it with a good attitude as opposed to a bad attitude or whatever. I mean, it, it's almost 100%. I've been trying that for months now, knowing this teaching was coming up. And so, yes, I'm so glad you said that because that's one of my new favorite things is and whatever it is, that, that no matter how trivial it seems, can I please have some writing a newsletter grace for the next 30 minutes? 
and and it it absolutely works for me. Um, I think you can always help someone heal. I think love is the greatest healer there's ever been. And I've seen people who were, um, according to most experts, beyond help. Some of them like uh, ritual abuse survivors, uh, severe, horrible sexual abuse survivors, um, uh, war-type refugee survivors, things like that, Okay. Things that I never thought were, were, you know, these are just, you don't, you don't get over this. But I've seen many, many of those people not only get over it, but thrive out of that. And a lot of them go and start helping other people going through similar situations in their life. And they will, to a person, say... I, I love what I'm doing, it is so fulfilling, and I never could have done this if I had not had to go through it myself. So now I see that as a blessing where I never did before. Oh, yeah. And he, and he says, one way of looking at this curse is, yes, there are all these tragedies, but the other way, which is how I look at it, is Joe Kennedy Sr. unwittingly put the curse on the family. He stressed that his children and grandchildren had to overachieve. You had to be superior. You had to push, push, push. Yeah. And he also encouraged kids to take risks. Yeah. He said it was built into them. And I just thought that was very interesting that that's expectation. Yeah, yeah, and and but but what you have to analyze there is how do you define success? Because a lot of times we we say, oh, Kennedys or Rockefellers or you know somebody like that, and we instantly think success. When a lot of times when you look at those families behind the curtain, uh, your your thoughts are, boy, I'm glad I'm not them. Where. The first thing you may think when you hear the name because of the money and prestige is I wish I was like them, okay? So I think you have to be really careful there on how you define success because there, I, know, I know a whole lot of rich, famous, miserable people, okay? But I know even more people who we might see as failures as far as money or status who are the happiest people I've ever seen in my life. So, with those both being true, you got to be really careful how you define it. And I think the happiest people are the ones who do not have expectation. They say, I'm going to go out there, I'm going to bust it, I'm going to leave everything on the field, nothing, I'm, I'm going to withhold nothing. I'm going at this 110%, and whatever happens, happens. Those are the people that have the greatest overall success in my book. Not only achievement that we might call achievement in life, but also happiness, love, joy, peace, etc. And you got to have both. 
You got to have, well, you don't have to have the money, but you got to have the love, joy, peace, or there is no success. And, and you know, I, I've actually studied quite a bit on the Kennedys, and um, I'm not, I, I don't know them, so I'm not trying to judge them, but I tell you what, when I compared their family to my family, and my family had its problems, it was an easy choice. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I, b I believe that, Marilyn. I believe they ver the, that that Kennedy curse, if it exists, might very well be exactly what you just said. That the patriarch said, "I'm gonna treat my kids like racehorses, and it's only successful if they win the race. It's only successful if they become rich and famous, and you know, power and." The whole deal. Uh, that that in and of itself may be the curse if there is one. I totally agree with you there. Mm, yeah, just, I just thought it just sort of it just summed up expectations. Right. right. Yeah, absolutely. And and and, uh, and what you get is the opposite of peace. And peace is where we work right, emotionally, physically, in every way. Okay, Johanna, do we have anyone else? Uh, okay, so if anyone else has a question for Allie, she can raise your hand by pressing star two on your phone. Uh, I'm just going to quick check the web and see if we have anybody here. Star two is going to raise your hand. So we're going to wait for just a few more seconds and see if there's any other hands raised. All right. Love you, everybody. Love you, Johanna. Remember, you can uh, send in your questions. We'll answer them and then post them, and you can listen to it whenever you want. And uh, uh, start talking to people you love and care about about these issues. These are great things to talk about over lunch or dinner or just sitting around having a cup of tea. Have a great week. Love you, Johanna.